Congratulations! You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. The 2022 local body elections ended on Saturday, with mayoral candidates confirmed throughout the day, including Jules Raddick winning the Dunedin race, Tori Fano in Wellington, Phil Monga in Christchurch, and Wayne Brown claiming victory in Auckland. Concerns have been raised regarding the voting process for local body elections following low voter turnout across the country and issues experienced by those voting. This year's preliminary figures put turnout at about 36% of eligible New Zealanders compared with the 42% seen in last local body elections in 2019. Joining us to reflect on this year's local body elections is Professor Janine Hayward from the University Otago Department, oh, University Department of University of Otago's Department of Politics. Sorry, Kia ora, Janine. How's it going? Kia ora. Good, thank you. Thanks for the invitation. I got it out eventually. <laughs> um, so, to start with, is thirty-six percent voter turnout an expected figure for local body elections? Um, nobody really knew where we would end up in terms of voter turnout. It's certainly not the national figure that you would want for something as important as local body elections. And in comparison to the 82% of those who voted in the 2020 general elections, why is it that turnout is so different um, for local body elections? So there has there's always been a gap between the turnout in general elections and local elections. And that pretty much happens right around the world. And partly that's because general elections are seen to be more important. So if voters are going to make the effort to vote at all, they're more likely to vote in general elections um, because the circumstances in general elections encourage them to vote. There's often really high media attention. There are lots of issues swirling around. There are political parties that engage voters. It's, it, um, it's basically much better conditions to get people engaged in voting. So when you do local body elections and the way New Zealand does them with local councils taking um, the responsibility of those elections, you find that that um, tends to make engagement harder because they're relying on local media to try to engage people in the issues. Candidates are running their own campaigns there's often not the kind of financing available for campaigns that there is at the national level. There's sometimes not big kind of personalities or major issues involved. So it all, you know, in terms of what we know gets people to the voting ballot, um, local government always struggles a bit more with some of those obstacles that are in the way. Speaking of how local body elections are taken by the councils themselves... Um, when we had you on the show in August, looking ahead at these elections, we discussed the difference between first-past-the-post and single-transferable voting systems, which are used differently across different councils in Aotearoa. How has this uh, influenced the results seen this year? So you can't, you can't say necessarily how much impact uh, um, those voting systems have because it's quite a complicated it's hard to tell what's going on in terms of turnout, but what I find interesting, and I think you know there will be research done on this, when you look across some of our big councils, so Dunedin and Wellington are two councils that have been using a proportional representation system since um, the early 2000s, 
and they're both bucking the trend in terms of voter turnout decline. So in Dunedin, our voter turnout has been increasing for the last four elections, and in Wellington, it's gone up and down a little bit, but it's higher this time than before. Now, there'll be other factors involved in that, but I think one of the really interesting questions that we need to ask is whether there is a trend that shows that as councils use proportional representation more regularly and the diversity of councils starts to change and improve, whether that is actually giving voters more confidence to turn out to vote because they know their votes can account and they can see people that they support getting elected. That's really interesting. Um, and this year, a lot of last-minute voting took place. Um, there have been reports of those voting in person being turned away for lack of voting papers or queues being so long they missed the midday cutoff on Saturday, the 8th of October. Mm. How did this happen, and what could be done to rectify this kind of problem in future elections? Um, it, I think it happened. I mean, it, I don't think there was a... I don't think it was deliberate, but there was clearly, um, the, you know, the circumstances weren't right for uh, voting to be made as easy as it ought to be because you, if you do anything at all to put any kind of obstacle in somebody's way, it, it, they're likely to not bother to vote. It'll suddenly just seem too hard. So if they can't find a post box, if their papers don't arrive, if... Um, you know, whatever whatever it is in terms of the actual admin of voting, any of those things can put people off. And we know that there were quite a lot of reports this time of those kinds of things happening, and that's just completely unacceptable. So something, you know, there does need to be um, action taken to ensure that that doesn't happen again. And there are a lot of voices calling for some changes in future um, to make it less likely that we run into these kinds of problems. So some of the companies that administer the vote count have said that the time available for voting needs to be longer. So they would um, recommend four weeks from when papers first arrive to when they need to be delivered um, with much greater opportunity for people to do that in some way other than postal voting. So you know there were those orange bins located in various easy to find places or places with high public um, traffic so libraries, a few supermarkets and other places. I think there were even some here on campus so those are all really good really valuable um, and you know some people were saying we just needed to give voters more confidence about where to find those bins where to find their post box for goodness sake so you know there's many of us who don't post letters anymore. Some people never post letters so it really is problematic to put um, to add that into the admin of voting where it might just deter someone from voting at all. So these are the kinds of things, I think, that um, a lot of people who work in the process of voting administration are saying that we've created far too many obstacles for people and it needs to change. Um, and, and when we look at how local government elections are administered, in fact, local government... Um, law generally and election law tends to lag a little bit behind general elections so I really hope that this is a good um, encouragement for the local government minister to pay some attention to this issue before the next local government election and you know make some really good changes that are going to give voters a lot more confidence. Yes, yeah, speaking of those um, barriers, nearly every student I know flatting received someone else's voting paper. Yeah. 
Um, what are some ways we can resolve that issue? Like, would online voting be a possibility for local body elections? Um, it certainly would be a possibility. It's a really contentious possibility. So it's not an area that I have um, great expertise in, in the sense that um, I don't, you know, I don't have, I don't do research on uh, the security around online voting. I know, listening to those that do, that there are significant concerns about the security of online voting anywhere in the world at the moment. And people sort of joke saying, what would it matter? Nobody's going to hack into New Zealand's local government elections. Um, but they can and they might. And in fact, what it, what it also does, I think, is sets um, an expectation that our general elections might also then go to online voting. And I know that there is uh, really significant concern about that. So I think it's a conversation that needs to be had with the appropriate expertise involved that thinks about this issue, not just for local government, but generally about voting and online voting, the security of it and whether it is an option that we want to pursue. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. Find more at r1.co.nz.